with your host, Griffinstein. Today we have DJ Sykes, author, candy man, uh, lover, not a fighter, but he'll beat you up. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, introduce it yourself to the people and just let them know a little bit about yourself. All right, for sure. Yeah, my name is TJ Sykes. I'm 28 years old. I'm from Richmond, California. Um, I'm a published author. I have my own walnut candy walnut business called Divine Treats. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about myself. I mm. like going bike rides and hikes. If you want to go on a date, I just like, oh, yeah, you, you're looking so. <laughs> These are these are the treats. Uh, do they go online? Is it uh, divine? I don't have a website right now, okay. but I do have a, a Instagram page for them, so you can connect me, connect with me on there. What is it? Uh, underscore divine treats twenty twenty. And then they can get a delivery or yeah, by, find by out the, you. Uh, either drop them off if they local or ship them. Candy walnuts. Uh, I saw one said blueberry. Oh. Yep. So we got blueberry blessings, um, strawberry bliss, and um, calming apple cinnamon. Wow. That's right here. We have two other flavors that are yeah. not here. Okay. Yeah. Well, what are those two? Uh, chocolate infused with sea moss and then uh, maple. That sea moss yeah. is going to go. Everybody's going to. Yeah. 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 All right. Y'all get your sea moss. Uh, I don't know what it does, but it does something for arthritis <laughs> and, and all that inflammation you got in your body. Right. It gives you the uh, 102 minerals that the body needs. Just in sea moss? No, 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 92, actually. It gives you 92 minerals. Wow. You know, uh, you know, people talk. Uh-huh. And I know a hamburger from McDonald's don't give you much. Mm-hmm. I, you, I, would, I, would be, I would be curious to see what a, a study on mineral and vitamin deficiency looks like. Yeah, me too. Because I think it would look like a lot of people. That's walking around. That's walking around. Yeah. Including ourselves. Yeah. Oh, myself. no, definitely. That, well, I try. I, mine's is candy. Mine's yeah. is gummies. Uh-huh. So I take those every day because it's my only sugar that I really can intake, really. So yeah. I look forward to mine's. But I, I've been eating good. So it's like, you know, I I might not even need the, the damn uh, vitamins. Yeah. That's what I was, uh, that's what I was really alluding to. But broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and... Uh, Cabbage. Some cabbage is cruciferous and cauliflower. Uh, I ain't eating all that. You talking about uh, only those with something else? Only those with, yeah, with, oh, with chicken. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, with chicken and, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Damn, chicken and fish. No, no. <laughs> I mean, since since February, I lost 80 pounds. So it's just, you know, figuring out what I need to eat and what I don't need to eat. And uh, yeah. some of that stuff is delicious. But, yeah. you know, it. I, it, it, cause the thing is, it's a lot of dudes that I know died this past in 2020. None of them was shot. They was all by the mouth. You know what I'm saying? It was diabetes. Uh, one dude almost had, he almost had a heart attack. It's just, we not eating right. But everybody want to talk about, we killing each other in the streets. Nigga, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's, that, that, that Carl's Jr. specialist was killing you. So, anyway. Um, published author, Section Eight. Yes, sir. What's what, what's that all about? Available on Amazon. I want y'all to know that available on Amazon. Yep, and uh, Barnes and Nobles. Barnes, ooh, Barnes and Nobles. Yep. The main site that I publish it through is Lulu.com, so you can get it there as well. Um, so yeah, so, Section Eight started off as a um, as a poem that I had wrote, and it 
at the time, it was one of my favorite poems because I had just started to really get into um, writing because I had always been a writer and I had never uh, really put too much energy into it. Yeah. And so I was starting to uh, go to writing workshops and get feedback on poems to where I can go back to a poem and, and really um, clean it up and have it read and flow the way that I wanted it to. And so I was reading that one one day and I was just like, damn, this is a, this is a dope poem. And it really embodied a lot of the things that I've been through in low income housing, living in Kennedy Manor, mm. and a lot of the things that I've seen and a lot of the stories that I heard from elders and neighbors and, and family members. And so uh, that one poem really just embodied everything that I've seen from guns to shootouts to um, shootouts where our children are at parks mm. um, and things like that. And then some of the things that my family went through personally, like my brother that's, that's um, doing a life sentence in prison right now. Um, and been gone for about 10 years mm. um, to my father who had two strokes, one in the uh, 90s, in, a, in the late 90s, and one in the early 2000s, talking about that, um, and just, yeah, and really just embodying all of that, and some of the, even just some of the small things that we don't talk about that goes on in, income, in low-income housing, mm. like, for example, um, you can walk out your, your home and, and see fresh sewage, like the pipes aren't working, or the roaches that's in the walls, or the mold that's in the walls, um, and they still expect um, people that's in low income to pay right. all of that rent. So, just really um, was like bringing my thoughts to the paper, and I was really appreciative of, of what came out from that. And then once I had got with, I had read it to two of my coworkers that are they visual artists. Mm. So when I read it, they seen it, and so uh, that says a lot, though. Yeah, <laughs> and so when I read it, they're like, "We need to, we need to make a book out of this." And uh, I'm one of them people that, if you give me a, uh, if you, if I give you an idea and, you, and we can make it better by me just sharing it to you, then we own it. Yeah, go. Yeah. I, I'm curious to know if you're gonna do a Section Eight mini movie. <laughs> I need to. Yeah, I yeah. need to. Uh, we can do that at Dark Network 2020 Vision. Rave, Rave is a visionary. He can okay. get that done. Uh, All right. But yeah, we can. Is it in verse? What you mean? Is the book in verse? Like, it, does it rhyme as it goes, or is it's really just a story based on that poem? It's like a it's like a story based on the poem, okay. but you can you can clearly turn it into a, a scene, though. No, I mean like you know, uh, like a big poem where it rhymes throughout the whole book. Oh no 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 no, no yeah no. yeah. I just want to know if uh -huh. it was in verse. Like you can right. take a uh, one page and be like, all right, we can use that, and then take this page. Gotcha, and, gotcha. Or you can turn. Take the pages and put them in different orders, and they still go. Yeah, and then Damn, still, I'm, I'm gonna have to read that. Yeah, you still be I'm able curious to. about that. <laughs> um, so, what is is there a, a section A two, or are you you working on another book? This this next book, um, I wouldn't say it's a section A two, but I would say, um, well, I'll say this: I say everything that I do, um, I would say um, grew from section A. Gotcha. So from from my lived experience in Section Eight, so it's all a contribution to to that lived experience. Um, and so, but this next one is uh, twenty six poems. I got twenty six poems, wow. and then I have an additional poem that uh, my brother wrote me straight from the prison, and he sent it to me, and uh, I decided to put that in the book as gotcha. an addition. Yep. And I was able to get a um, a visual um, piece created for that poem already. Um, oh, so, is that what you did the other day? Which one? What do you mean? You said you did a 
session the other day. Where you oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that was the no, different no, poem? No, okay. No. Yeah, that's it. So the way that my mind be working, it's like everything starts to like, so everything is connected, bro. Mm. Like, and, and once we start to see that, everything start to kind of flow more easily. And what I mean by that is, all right, so boom, I have 26 poems, right? Within that, it's one poem called Divine, right? From that poem, I got Divine Treats. Mm. Because when I had a young person that I work with create this image for that poem, then I used that image for my brand. So everything just started to, I'm like, oh, man, I can do this. I'm going to tell you, if, if the, the, like the way we did the network, that's how it happens. It, you start talking, and if you see everything as an opportunity, yeah. that shit is going to be working. <laughs> but people don't see everything as an opportunity. Yeah, they see know. everything as a as a flat tire or a, mm-hmm. a bad thing. And that's... I used to be that way. Mm-hmm. Like, every time, oh, man, we 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 going to go to the beach. Oh, y'all probably going to step on some glass or something. Y'all just going to... Because I'm so <laughs> tired of people like that, man. I'm tired of that life. I'm tired of that. <laughs> Won't you say something good? Oh, I hope y'all have fun, man. I hope y'all see, you know, hope y'all win. I hope you see a dog. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, d- do that. You know, some people be like, oh, it's the grace of God. And it's, I can't really do that because it's people that are dipped in the grace of God that still see everything negative. I yeah, know that. Yeah. I know that. Because they telling me what I shouldn't be doing. Or they right. telling me they telling me dark is bad. I'm telling you, no, it's not. It stands it stands right. for defining art, respect and knowledge. What's bad about that? Right. Oh well, you know, God said the dark I said, <laughs> I said all right, all right. You're not the person I need to talk to. Right. So yeah, when you say that, if you looking for these these ooh, I should have did that. When you looking for these, uh, actually, you don't even have to look for them. That shit just, it just, it just, it connects. They'll say like, it's like it fell from the sky. <laughs> but that's the universe. That's the universe you giving you what you asked for. The universe is dark, and that's infinite information in the universe. Um, some stuff that people that got billions of dollars is trying to figure out but they'll never figure out they'll never figure out they'll never figure it out that money rush or that money there's a difference from making a living and gluttony so i know what i want if i had two million dollars which i will make i can go to my ranch or my farm whatever i choose to do and then do these i'm gonna do sunflower seeds i'm i'm gonna make ducks i'm gonna get ducks i already know what i'm gonna do I don't need a hundred million dollars to do that. That that um that chase, that chase will kill you. That yeah, chase dangerous. will kill your yeah, it'll kill it's everything dangerous. in your connection with the universe, I feel like. Because yeah. you going against nature. And you never stop. It, it won't never stop, stop. Because it's it's a insatiable it's greed. It's like I got a million now, I need fifty million. And you and you don't. That's what's so crazy about it. So yeah, I'm glad that you, you know, I'm glad well, I'm not glad, but it's good to hear somebody that's, you know, not trying to, yeah, everything is not an opportunity to get over on your brother mm-hmm. or your sister or a stranger, for that matter. We, right. It's still all bad juju. You can't get over on anyone. Um, but I like this. Uh, I'm a, uh, I think I'm going to try the cinnamons and uh, the blueberry. Yeah, I'm thinking blueberry, but I think I like that. Uh, don't worry, I'll that get chocolate three green. for the price of two. Oh, yes. Yeah, all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, 
I'm looking forward to that. So I had a question about the, um, we call it a poetry scene. Mm-hmm. Is it, the, what, what do y'all call it? I mean, a poetry yeah. collective? Uh, I call it poetry scene. Okay. Uh, open mics. Is there an open mic poetry <laughs> collective in Richmond that if not, are you about to start it? That I'm a part of. Uh, I'll be your first member. <laughs> Man, right now. Mm. So what do you think it would take to make poetry more uh, forefront? Because, right I mean, rap is poetry. Mm-hmm. Not what everybody do. Because if you just saying, I got a bad bitch 417 times on the beat, I don't count that. Personally, I don't count that. Right. But um, if you're trying to put words together where you're trying to convey an idea or even an emotion, even an emotion, yeah. I count it as far as rap. So what would you think it would take for poetry to become like a, not a, I don't even compare it to rap, but just a, a true scene where people respected it more and, and knew exactly where their local port was. You're talking about even just, even if it was just on a local basis? Like just, we, we, what I'm, a, what my, what my plan is, is just to do Richmond. We're going to worry about Richmond first. That uh-huh. shit will echo out. I, I think people get too caught up in, man, I want to go nationwide. Well, let's, let's just let it burn. Let it slow burn in your city. And then you slow burn through Oakland. Don't yeah. skip El Cerrito. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. let it slow burn. And, and I think the work ethic, because people want it fast, that's all. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a second. Anyway, I would like for people that's using their brain, I think they should get paid. I think poetry should get paid. I think I know it's some people that don't want to be paid like that, but mm-hmm. what do you think it would take for a, a, a poet's scene or a collective to take off? I think here in Richmond, we need a consistent like space to have open mics and uh, consistent people who will facilitate those open mics. Got you. And um, I don't think it necessarily have to be the same two people. Say, for example, if we started an open mic, I don't think it had to be me and you facilitating every, every week. Maybe it could rotate because people um, you can get tired of doing it every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I think that would be that would be helpful um, because it's a lot of dope young people that's younger than me that are poets in Richmond right now. Mm. They just don't have a space. And so a lot of what they've been doing right now is just using the virtual platforms to uh, get their voices out there. Um, just like uh, certain trainings popping up to certain trainers or yeah. uh, certain organizations reaching out like. to organizations, like youth-led organizations. Oh, okay. Because um, I, I work for Rise Center here in Richmond. And so it's certain organizations that reach out to our organization because we they know we work with young people that do poetry, that, yeah. that rap, that create videos. And it's like, oh, I need a video. Can we pay y'all this much um, to create a video for us? Or can we pay y'all this much to perform before our training? Oh, okay. And et cetera. And oh, so, I'm yeah. telling you that we could, we could do your video. Y'all do videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, the offer still stands. You know, every right. time you don't want to have to do it. But okay, I yeah. see what you're saying. Um, we can do that. So here at CoBiz, mm-hmm. um, they have, this is crazy because I just thought about it. Uh, they have these 25 earphones, mm-hmm. but the one person has, uh, you can, they can hear that one person. So he has the mic set up. Mm-hmm. So oh, to get the separation, we can go up on the roof or we can go to a park. Somebody just have to get the earphones from them and bring them back. But everybody have a chance to talk. 
Oh, so the MC will have the the main headphones with the with yeah. the mic, and then when then you, you walk pass up, it to yep, you pass oh, it. Wow. We wash it off. You know, we can make the COVID thing, so we, we can have that space, and that shit can be on Eventbrite, and we can videotape it. Um, it's not, it's not Impossible. complicated at all. No, it's just uh, knowing the people. That's what the whole thing of that Ocar thing is. Is our community as a resource? You don't even know what this dude can do until. Exactly. You really talk to them. Yeah. You just don't know. So, yeah, huh. they got 25 of those. And then you can do that in different spaces. We can go to Keller's Park. We can go up on the roof, Sunset. We can go, um, and we be selling these up yeah. at the, with two tables up there, three, four tables. Um, cause. And that's dope because that's similar to a silent party. You know, oh, they do silent, silent so they do silent parties. Uh, they probably don't do them right now at this time, but they've done silent parties where everybody got headphones. Uh. The DJ um, is DJing, and then he got one song playing over here and one song playing over here, and then you got your headphones where you can switch to stations. What? Yeah, so he'll have reggae over here and hip-hop over here. You can switch it back and forth to whichever one you want to do. They should be doing that right now. I gotta see what these earphones cost because that that would be a trip to watch people dancing with no music on. Well, we couldn't hear it because I didn't have <laughs> earphones on. But that'd be raw. Actually, yeah, that'd be raw. It'd actually. be cracking. I, I I've been to one with some young people and it was it was dope. Really, it was dope. It was really safe. That's good. That's it good. It was really safe. Yeah, cause I'm just saying we can do that, and we don't even have to do that. We can do almost anything. We can do we can do where the same thing, but just like a um. A live feed where everybody can listen on their phones, and then that person come up. Still getting the separation, but in a place where we can all relax. So, I'll talk to you, okay. and then we can we can start one for the summer. I don't know what this Corona thing gonna do, but we making we know what we gonna do. Yeah, that's the, and that's the point. It's okay. like y'all trying. Yeah, man, this is the world is crazy. Make a way. We're gonna make a way. And I, I, I'm tired. What I'm tired of is just people that. Always make excuses. I, 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 it was people that you know through through this pandemic. I said I was born in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, the the people that fell away, mm-hmm. it was little things too. It was like little things, like man, man, this man, my my, my check is a little late. Yeah, yo, check is a little late. What, what? It grew up off that. Hell, you should already lay away. Man, I don't lay away. You can't let little things yeah. deter you. But I tell you what, you already know this. But when you want to do something, can't nobody really stop you. Is is I saw a dude build a car out of you know matchsticks. I saw a dude build a, a go kart out of a shopping cart. Is is when you really got something in your mind, ain't nobody gonna be able to get you out of there. So but you ain't you. hustling. Yeah, but you the only one. If you allowing somebody else, oh no, I was waiting on such and such. Well, that's your bad thing. I'll find another way. I'll be like, man. Yeah. In the meantime. I was supposed to do a, a podcast over here, but I'm going to go do that podcast. Do this podcast over, over here. I'm going to start my own. I'm going to go live on Instagram. Every day. <laughs> Every day. It's nothing wrong with it. It's just just get into it. Because that's what it was with my podcast. It was like, man, I want to do a podcast. Man, I want to tell Travis. Trav Lyrics said, let me do it. I'll be your first guest. And I was like, uh. Yeah. Now you gotta show up. Yeah, I gotta do it. Yeah, which I did. Now this is episode twenty four. Once a month, so I'm just saying it's, it's gotta just keep. Yeah, I'm doing sixty. I'm five years, and then I'm retiring to my ranch. I'm raising ducks and shooting pistols. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> For real man. Oh, I want to do sunflower seeds. I want to do 
uh, really lightly salted sunflower seeds. Well, uh, put me some watermelons out there, man. Man, I um yeah for sure for sure because yeah. I'm trying to get two acres up in um Oroville. Okay. Yeah. So wow. shit. That's where the popcorn came from. Man, <laughs> that's a lot of this shit finna come from. Cause I want to make I want to make a lot of other stuff. So okay. that's why I like this, and I'll talk to you about it later. Cause it's okay. just. Uh, um, yeah, we'll get that going. We'll get a collective going so that, you know, everybody. Do you have, like, other partners that's... that's Absolutely. Part? All right, so okay. look, it's a, it's, a, it's a group of people called Raw Talent, Richmond Artists with Talent. Wow. Right? Mm. That was started before me um, in probably, like, 2006 or 2005. Gotcha. It started at Making Waves. Oh. Um, and so... It's a few people up in there, Dante, Clark, DeAndre, Evans, Nyabinga, Sierra, um, Denise. It's a lot of people that's associated with this specific group, and um, a lot of us are spread out. And mm. um, some people are like, oh, yeah, you know, Raw Talent dead, Raw Talent dead. Yeah and no. Mm. No because you have a TJ Sykes that's that's building his brand out. No because you have a Jemiah Walker that's building her brand out. She has a a book in a nonprofit called Daddyless Daughters. Mm. Um, no, because you have a Dante Clark that has a book um, and it has a film about Richmond, Romeo is Bleeding, and it's drop, about to drop another book this February. So, so nah, no, Richmond, it's not dead. Rock Talent ain't dead. It's still here in full effect. Um, we just not, so we not just in Richmond no more. We, we, we nationwide. That's now. even better though. You know what I mean? And so now, I look at it like now we didn't created a network like you know like if you're in a sorority or a fraternity exactly you when you go to Texas you got a brother over there so when you come to Texas come to my house you ain't gotta buy no safe. Airbnb and you safe you know what I yep. mean and so that's that's where we at we spread it out and um, we can tap on our brothers and sisters when we need to that's good that's all that's that's good y'all should start a charter with that though. Because I know it's a lot of what I what I really would like to see is unfortunately there's a stigma with rappers, and people assume that rappers are lazy and dumb and this that and the third. And it it may be true, but it's lazy football players. It's lazy everything. Yeah. Um, but I I wish that people would you know when they when they daughter or they son say I want to be a rapper, sit down to him and talk to him. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do that? Because if you can count bars. If you can put songs together, you got a talent. Yeah. So I just wish people would just encourage that talent. But in the same time, let them know that we ain't putting all the eggs in one basket. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you can rap, but you need to be a mathematician or you need to figure out how to do this. I'm not really one for jobs. I mean, I know you got to do what you got to do yeah. to get your money, but maybe I'll tell them. That's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. I'm Because I wish somebody, had, when I was like 15, 16, mm-hmm. encouraged me to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a geologist. Huh. I, it's crazy. I just liked rocks, and then it, the, the rocks tell a story. Absolutely. My daddy told me, nigga, please, you are not, ain't no money in uh, no geologist. And what is a geologist? He didn't even know right. what a geologist, because I think he was thinking geography. He said, what you want to do? You want to fly all over the world? I'm like, yeah, I do yeah. want to fly all over the world and look at rocks. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that yeah. want now, but uh, I wasn't encouraged. Mm. So uh, so I guess what I'm saying is y'all work with young people. Mm-hmm. How, how, does, how does that encouragement 
come? What and what is what are these kids wanting to be? Do they have hope? That is a good question. Oh. So uh, there are some of our young folks that they don't they don't have hope. I was working with a young man for like four years that recently was killed here in Richmond. His name was Eric Galliana. And um he didn't really he didn't really care too much about living or dying. Like yeah. it was like well, you know, if I if I wake up tomorrow, then I'm I'm gonna do what I need to do. I'm gonna deal with it, yeah. But if I don't, then it don't matter. Um, but what I would say is that I had a conversation with a young sister. Um, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. And uh, I was talking to her, and I asked her that. I was like, "What? You got any hobbies?" And she said, "Nah, I don't really, I don't really have any hobbies. I don't really know what I want to do or whatever." And I was like, "How old is she?" She about uh sixteen. She should know. And she from Richmond. Oh, okay. And uh, but the thing, the thing about it is, a lot of our young folks don't grow up having conversations with their parents at all. Yeah. And so, how do you find out how to even try to start looking for something, right? And so within that conversation, I was like, because she was like, um, after she said that, I, so my thing is that. If a young person can't relate to you on any level, they're not going to talk to you about nothing, which which she was expressing to me about someone else. Oh, okay. That's, that uh, was you. I was no, like, God damn. I, I, knew the power of my, I knew the power of the conversation, by the way, of what she started to say as the conversation went on. It was starting to get deeper and deeper, like, oh, no, nah, because I don't really do this and do that. And because so we, was, we started off by talking about her therapist. She's like, I, I got a therapist. It's a white woman. I don't like her. She she seemed hella weird. She'd be laughing at her every time she talked. She'd laugh or snicker. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, I feel you. I wouldn't talk to her ass neither. Oh, I wouldn't talk to her. No, I wouldn't talk to her. And I share with her, like, boom, this is this an entry point for me to um, speak on my experience with therapy. I said, look, man, every therapist I done had as an adult been black. I'm not going to no white therapist. They can't understand who I am. They don't understand my lived experience. Nothing. So I'm not even finna be talking to no white person in our room about nothing that I'm going through. Cause who what can a white person tell me if I said, Man, I just left this house, the house got shot up. They don't know. Cause they, they ain't never the experienced police. no shit like that. They were like, like he was in this shootout. Well, who's your who's your friends that you was with? What's their names? Bruh. That don't got nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now. Now I don't trust you. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you that I'm traumatized right now from this experience. You're talking about who was I you with? You asking about assailants. Yeah. yeah. What kind of guard was y'all in? Like, you know what I mean? And so I just shared that experience to let her know that it's all right that you even have a therapist. You know, because a lot of times that's, a that's, step. that's not, we're not there. No, that's a step. And so within that conversation, I was also asked her like, would it be all right if I tried to connect you with a black therapist? And she was like, yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? And so another part of that conversation, I started to share the things that that led me up to where I am now, like in that job, like, all right, well, I had to become, I, I was a janitor. I was working in the food industry for a little while. I did canvassing, and I was working for um, the city council mm. around times of election. 
I was doing environmental work. I planted about 500 trees here in Richmond. <laughs> they flew me to Texas. We did some work in Texas oh, when I was shit. like 16 years old. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I'm like, these are the things, little sis. So I had to try all of these things, even though some of these things I didn't like, but I had to try something to, try. Yeah. to figure out something that I like. And eventually I got to where I am now, which is working with young people and re-entering the juvenile juvenile hall on the other side of the door. Mm. You know what I mean? And that was crazy to me to walk into the juvenile hall where I was, I was, I used to be here in yeah. wearing what y'all wearing. And so now I'm working with young people that's in juvenile hall and working with young people that's on probation and get to share them, my experience with them so I can connect, so I can better help them. Mm. Is, that, is that, that's good. I mean, cause I, I, I think that's where a lot of us need to be is going to juvenile hall. Do y'all accept uh, volunteers or is this your job? So you, because I know uh, you got to get some kind of clearance. Yeah, it's through the uh, it's through our organization. Okay, yeah. all right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man. I mean, because I I know that me and Raven would probably be interested in going in there and talking. I you know I've never even thought about just going in there and asking them. They're, why, why would they tell us no? Right. It's and now it's it's virtual. You you can connect with the young people virtually. So because that's what we've been doing. For the last few uh, sessions, is we've been working virtually. We got to oh. work through Zoom, and so now it's probably even easier. So is it, it for them? Is it mandatory for them, or is it only the people that want to go? Because so it's, it's a boring certain, in here. So I know they would want to just do exactly. that. So it's a certain amount of young people that I think it's like eight that we can the max that we can have, and then yeah, they get to. Ultimately, I believe the staff get to pick the ones who are. Who are able to go, uh, but that makes sense. Also, got to be young people that want to come to. Yeah, if they don't want to come, then they don't have to. They don't have to. Yeah, you know. But that makes sense. So the last cohort that we had, it was about six young people, and then once they finished the um, day sessions, of course they went back and told the unit. So they, the staff, and like they, they ready, they ready for the next session. Wow. So what did what did? Let's put it this way: if the dark network. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the people like, you know, Sincere and, and Nicole and LeVette, all of these people want to do, if we wanted to help. Because I'm trying to think of a way where they could come out and then they could come to us here mm-hmm. to learn how to at least do this kind of stuff. Or, but I guess we in the same kind of business, though, because y'all doing the same, almost the same thing we doing. Yeah, but you know what? I think right now is the perfect time for y'all to f- figure out if y'all can create a pitch to go in there right now. Because then y'all get to capture their attention and then let them know once they get out that they can come right here. Because um, right now, I don't even think they have school right now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So I think now is the perfect time. to. So they're just sitting in there ruminating. That's not good at all. Because now they're just sitting there thinking about who they're going to get when they get back out or how much they're not going to do what they said they're not going to do and then get out here and then leave. (laughs) Ain't nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. Anyway, all right, that's that's so I would say I gotta uh, fix that. I think y'all, I'm gonna y'all, work on that. Y'all, y'all got action right now, and then it's, it's not that many programs up in there like that, anyway. That's sad. I know when I was in a, in juvenile hall in Oakland back in 06, they had a they had a poetry program that I was a part of, really. Yeah, they did. I don't remember the name of it, but I remember it very vividly, and I remember like, dang, this dope, even to be in there, but to be out of your room because. For me, for my oh, experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to come out your room, yeah, it's like yeah, PE, yeah, Get yeah let's water, do it, yeah. let's do it, yeah, yeah. Because in 06, in uh, in uh, Alameda County Juvenile Hall, 
Your bathroom wasn't in your in your room. You had to come out your room to use the bathroom. You had to come out your room to use the shower. And um, Alameda County Juvenile Hall had the uh, right there on 150th. Mm. They had the showers like the prison. When you take a shower, Seven you and here. everybody else, it's one pole that spray out and all. Oh, like gym, like gym. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, they had that little window. They had a little window where the, the, all the staff can just look at y'all take a shot. That sound like child porn. But sound crazy. I guess it ain't. Sound crazy. When you lose your rights, you can be... It was a lawsuit, though. I bet it should have been. Because they kids. They should have been a way more lawsuits than what it was. I think the the lawsuit that really um, hit them was for... Because when we got, we got strip search, like we was in prison. Get naked in front of everybody, bend over, cough, that style at 16, 17. So it was a, um, a lawsuit for that, but I don't know if it was a lawsuit for Did everything Did you get else. anything for it? Probably, probably not. Yeah. At that time, I was uh, staying with my pops, and my auntie was taking care of us at the same time, so I don't know. Yeah. Probably went to rent or something, you know. Because yeah. mm-hmm. like I say, that old car, it can be, it can be bent to that. Cause we got packages where they can talk about what their passion is and what they you ain't got nothing but time work through these pack these packages, yeah. mm-hmm. huh? Thank you. You welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, I I will do that. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely will. Cause uh, that that I like that poetry program, even if it's just or a math program or anything. I just it, it's something that we can do, even if we just doing it on over uh, over uh, Zoom. It still count. I think it still counts as interaction with people that care about you or will care about you if you act like you care about yourself. That's the that's the only thing I think would be my problem is that I, I have a problem with people that don't even care about themselves. So I was like, why should I care about you if you don't care about yourself? And now that you bring it up as a child, yeah. it's because nobody ever cared about me. Right. Like, oh, yeah. I'm fucking up. And the, yeah. yeah. And the thing about, like, that I had to look at with working with young people who don't care about themselves is that you have to treat them as though it's like it's like a baby. Mm. Like you got to teach them. Even it don't matter how old they is, it, they could be twenty one, but the the brain has not completely developed because of these things that they've been through, whether it's a trauma or something they've seen or a whooping or you know the brain it stops developing at certain points when your mama beat you and tell you to shut up. Or your you daddy yelling at you up, and telling yeah. you a pump. You start believing it, then you yeah. stun it. Because there's no room for growth. That's not growth. That's punishment. That's trauma. That is, <laughs> that is trauma. That's the that's the main thing though. Uh uh you do you have a group of black therapists or you just know some black therapists or is there like a group that will because we're gonna need black therapists for this sure. thing we doing. It's, it's, it's no way around it. Uh, well, I know a few black therapists, and I know they know black therapists, so we can definitely... Therapy out. is... is is Can you... Not write it off. Is therapy a uh, legitimate medical thing? Like, I'm saying, if I have coverage, mm-hmm. yep. therapy is my thera- covered? My, my, uh, my medical cover therapy. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I think people need to know. Remember that. You can go get therapy. You but don't the have thing, to. The twist about the medical part is that um, sometimes you have to ask them for like, I don't remember the exact name, but it's like culturally relevant therapist or something like that. So mm. you can get a black therapist opposed to going to. Their 
Jake from yeah. State Park. No, yeah. <laughs> I know, man. That shit is crazy. <laughs> Somebody okay. don't understand you and trying to yeah, yeah, and judging you. Antidepressants. No, no drugs. I don't no, need no. that. I don't need that. So, with the 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 ride and the divine and the books mm-hmm. and all your other. You know the 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 Ramaside Collective, the, uh, the 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 poetry. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in like five, six, ten years? <clears throat> if everything go exactly like you wanted, uh huh. Where do you see yourself in ten years? I see myself. You said ten years. Ten. Ten years. All right. I see myself uh, owning a home. Mm. Not sure where I I want at least four bedroom home. Um, two car garage with a Corvette and uh, old Corvette, new Corvette, uh, Stingray, like the, like the 70s. Okay, not, not, no. not too 2000s, new. maybe Stingray ish, but not too new. Okay, because then they the body's starting to get too big and stuff. Yeah. Um, they like, lower shit too, like nice they backyard. they so they lower than yeah. this. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, I can't get up. in there, yeah. Nice backyard, wife, and about uh, two, three kids, 10 years, yeah, because I'll be 38. So, mm. yeah, I, I want some kids. By yeah, by then, yeah. Yeah, at least one. Um, so that's that's far as the home. Um, my what I'll be doing, I know my walnut business will be successful, and I'll probably have um, uh, a plethora of employees by that time because mm. this is going to be a this is a multi million dollar industry right here that, gotcha. that we're looking at, and. Um, so that that's that piece. Um, far as artistry, I'll be traveling the world, performing, mm. um, performing whether it's poetry, acting, comedy, or all three. Doing that as well as doing trainings for folks. Got you. Um, mm, I'll be speaking at least one more language. For sure, for sure. You got one in the, in, in mind? Spanish, off Spanish. top. Yeah. Um, let me see. Yeah, that's a good start. That is a good. That's a ten years. You yeah, because then you could sit back and then start thinking about the next ten. Because that next ten is the that's the that's the that's why yeah. I lean back because that's yeah. the that's the put your feet up. That company can run itself, and then yeah. now you just doing what you think is fun, which would be just performing, yeah. flying around the country. So that's gonna be easy. Right that's there. that's yes. That's Talk shit, swallow spit. I mean, because some of this some some people. Some people have that way where they can just turn on. I I have to learn it. That's why I started this podcast. I don't have I don't have a good. Well, I, I maybe now, but I don't. Ha- I didn't ever have a good. Rep- I wasn't around people. I wasn't comfortable. It's like I just didn't feel like talking. I just I felt like where's the video game? Assassin's Creed, goddamn, yeah. Call of Duty. Leave me alone. Yeah. I don't need this. And, and it was food that I also was you know, okay. overdoing. So it that's why I started this podcast because I was like, mm, you can't start a revolution if you can't even talk to people. Yeah. People don't even understand you. You need to learn what people are talking about and how how people feel about certain stuff. So hmm. that's why I started the podcast is so that I could start myself a network. Yeah. But but really and still grow what we need to do in Richmond. I'm focusing on Richmond. One person so, at a time. Yep, one person, one block. Twenty four people in. And man, do you know that that twenty? Yeah, that's what, and people don't. That's why I keep talking about math all the time because that's what I am. I'm a mathematician. I yeah. nope, I didn't go to school for it, but 
I knew I was a mathematician when I was try- when I was working on the algebra problem all night. Right. I'm talking eight at night till eight thirty in the morning, and didn't get sleepy once. So I'm working on all these problems, and I it wasn't fun, but. You just wanted to figure it out. I just wanted to figure it out. And then once I got it, I backwards did it. So I was still working on the same problem so that I knew I had the the, the formula right. That shit was, I, I mean, I did it. I mean, it's no, it's no way around it. So I think that's why I say when you say, yeah, I got this and that I can do this in 10, because you're going to be sitting pretty. Yeah. You're going to be sitting pretty. <laughs> and that's good. That's good. Now, what I will talk to you about one day is uh, a duplex versus a house. Because a duplex is, you know, the American dream is crazy. So they say, get a job, um, get your house, get your kids. Mm. And I'm, I'm not disrespecting nothing you're saying. It's just, that's slavery. Truth, truthfully, is if, if I went and worked, which I am, working for a certain company, had my house, I got these bills now. I mm. cannot stop working or I lose where I live. The only thing that's important to us really, when you really boil it down, is house, clothing, and shelter. Yeah. Um, wait, I said house clothing and shelter? That's wrong. Food clothing and shelter. Mm. Food clothing and shelter. Right. Food clothing and sh- health insurance. A lot of people can't leave the job that they're at. Right. Because even with entrepreneurship, because it's, oh, well, they said I'm on high blood pressure medicine. Well, yeah. Or I'm, on, I'm pre-diabetic. I can't not take these drugs. I bet you can. Yeah. I bet you can. But, so, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to figure out, how to get everybody health insurance where they can do their entrepreneurial thing. It's hard to work an eight hour job and still come home and work 10 hours on that. Yeah, for sure. So it's a, it's a good thing though. I like your 10 year plan. It it, it sounds like you'll be sitting where you want to sit and making your own rules, which is always good. Yeah. Might not be sitting, might just be flying. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good, though. It's all good. Hopefully, I, hopefully this will be done by the end. Because yeah, I got a couple be. countries I need to touch. Man, I'm trying to get to uh, Madagascar. I'm trying to get to, uh, you know, I want to go to Egypt, but it kind of, it's kind of fading for me. Yeah. It is mystic, though. What, what you trying to, in Japan? Japan. What are you trying to get to? I want to go to the Dominican Republic. Mm. Um I think the first country that I'm going to go to, because I've never been out the country, is Colombia, because I got a friend out there who mm-hmm. told me to come out there. Wait, so. but Colombia touches Panama, though, right? It's all mm-hmm. down there at the same... I don't even know. I yeah, I want to go to Panama also. Oh, yeah. I um, go there, too. I'm really open. Yeah, the Dominican... You, you know what I didn't know? I read. I, it was a documentary. I didn't know the Dominican Republic is touching... Haiti. Haiti. I didn't know Haiti and Dominican Republic was... They, they do border. Oh, like See? they people in Dominican Republic hate when they walk over because they like, well, what you doing over here? Yeah. Yeah. So because Haiti is the poor people. So it's now is and I when I think of Dominicans, I think of black people. But they say it's not. Yeah. There's a hierarchy there. So um yeah, I didn't know that it was it was that and you know, I'm gonna do a uh I'm gonna correct it if I'm wrong. I always put shit that if I say yeah. that nigga was wrong, let me tell you what he what he really meant. So okay. Yeah, I think it's touching. I think it's a border. Uh, And it's crazy that Dominican Republic is a a destination, but on the other side of the island or on the other side of the uh, land, isthmus or whatever, it's a peninsula. I don't know if it's a peninsula. Uh, There's people eating nothing. But that's the other thing. You say you speak Spanish in 
Colombia is different than in Mexico, yeah. which is different, different than dialects. Call. And then they'll judge you by that. Yeah. So different dialects. They're like he's stupid. Yeah, you you one of those. Mm. Like, what do you mean? Nah, tell me the right word. But yeah, I think that's a that's a good thing. We're gonna work on that, uh that poetry collective. Any future energy. uh uh divine treats coming? Like, are you going to do almonds, or is it uh, just a nut-based thing, or is it walnuts is what... No, nah, it's, it's going to be walnuts and more. So walnuts yeah. have a... What, what is walnuts? Why did why walnuts? Like, is it more nutritious than other nuts, or more um, available, or... So walnuts is the first nuts that I had that was candy like this, mm. because it was somebody who was doing this before me, and then um, they they stopped. And uh, I was working at this herb shop called Naturally Herbs in Richmond. And on McDonald's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, the brother that was doing it, he stopped. But whenever he would make them, they would sell out every time. And so one of the owners showed me how to make the chocolate ones because that was the one of the main flavors that they made at the time. So I, not to be disrespectful at all, mm-hmm. but if you do something... And it sells out every time. Why would you stop doing it? I don't know. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. That's why I started doing it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just didn't. I when you said it, I'm sitting there like, well, why would you stop? It, you know, and it's crazy. People ask the universe all the time. Man, all I need is this. All man, if you give me this, and then it steps up in front of you. Not saying that's what right. the owner did. Not at all. But I'm just saying I've seen where people say, you know. I, Man, all I need is just to get this. Yeah. Well, this was placed in front of you. This can be sold. This can be, you can do this. Or, yeah. But they don't do it. They just decide on other things. But, yeah, because I'm thinking of almonds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll be doing some, I'll be doing some almonds. Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of folks that have been asking about almonds, too. But uh, walnuts is good in protein, too. Yeah. Good protein source. The best? Um, the best? Um, like, as far as walnuts? As far as nuts? nuts. I think uh, one that'll be a little bit better than walnuts is Brazil nuts. I always like Brazil nuts. Yeah, because uh, Brazil nuts see them have all selenium the in, in them as well. Selenium. Yeah, and oh. that, uh, selenium helps with uh, healthy skin. Oh, okay, okay. Selenium with an S. Yeah, S E L E N I U M. Selen. Huh. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and macadamia nuts. I know that's that's gonna be the the gold wrap package but <laughs> but yeah no nah, it, it, that's good that's good um shit yeah man. that's already yeah. 50 minutes man so um, that i've been thinking about that uh i'm gonna drop some i'm gonna do some i'm also gonna do some brownies okay oh yeah because you already got the nuts yeah, yeah. Nuts, brownies um, and i like this packaging i like this packaging um it's it's uh yeah it's it's it's, it's nice it's clean and it's, it's like boom you stick the sticker on, so that means you can buy these in bulk. I like that. Exactly. I like that a lot. Eventually, I'm gonna get custom bags to where to the each. whole yeah the whole um, logo is just all around it. Yeah, and the whole bag is yellow and purple. But you gotta start where you start off at. You gotta start. And you, yeah, and then you figure it out. <laughs> yep, and that's that's the that's that should be the logo. I mean the 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 lingo of everywhere where you start it. Yeah, just start it. Get out. Get it off the ground. Um, 
No, I like it. I like everything you got going on. Uh, if, if the dark network can help you in any way, let us know. So for me, I want to connect back to what we was talking about earlier in terms of, um, I forget what exactly it was. I think it was around people um, not having hope. Yeah. And so one of the things that um, always, um, one thing that come up for me when I think about that is self-care and self-wellness. Um, so one of the things that I always try to focus on throughout my life is keeping my mental health strong. Mm. And so um, I do that by utilizing these different self-care practices um, like meditation, yoga, going on hikes, riding bikes, um, eating different fruits and vegetables, um, and just, just eating the way I eat in general. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I don't eat any meat in, or dairy. Um, and that's, that's my choice. Not, not to say that that's the healthiest choice for everybody. Um, but, yeah, I've always been like that because two things that fuel me to, to live like this is one is family health history. Yeah. And then my mother, my mother passed from a brain aneurysm. And so growing up, I had migraines in middle school and mm. I never could, I couldn't figure out what, what it was. And so I would go to the doctor and they would give me like ibuprofen. That shit didn't help. Um, Not for a migraine. I had no. to make them, I had to make them give me a CAT scan. I'm like, bro, I keep having headaches. Can y'all give me a CAT scan and see if it's something going on with my brain? And I, they did a CAT scan, nothing didn't show up. So when I started drinking water, primarily, um, I stopped having headaches. I haven't had a headache in like maybe like ten years. Bro. Jesus. Like, and I done had, I done been drinking within that time or whatever. But I try to drink water more than anything else. That's yeah. the main fluid that I drink. I might drink some hundred percent apple juice or apple cider, um, but been drinking water and. And that's that's kind of what fueled me. Like, on my mama's side, all of her aunties had strokes, and she and her her um, she got six aunties. That's a lot. Every one of them had strokes. Some of them had more than one stroke. And so, just thinking for me, I'm like, bro, I don't not want to have a stroke. No. You feel me? So, yeah. That's, that's a brain's backup. Yeah. No, you don't know. So that been like my driving force to keep my mental health. And me, I I was doing meditation. Mm -hmm. It is uh, it, it helped me. It helped me, and then I just got too busy. Yeah. And then now, when I try to sit down, my brain just won't. It just will not quiet. So yeah. I know I got to start doing that again. For sure, it's good. Yeah. One day at a time, like you said, start. Yeah, start. I meditated this morning. Um. And um. So what I was reading this book and he was saying like there was a brother up in there, his name Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza, it's a white man. Mm. And he said, uh he said, because that I know the way that my mind works and is so distracted sometimes, I I, I put aside two hours to meditate. Wow. And he said, like the first hour is really to Quiet. quiet my mind. <laughs> I know that's right. so like the first hour is really to quiet my Man. mind. Then the next hour is to actually be in inside the of the meditation. Yeah. And so uh I did a meditation this morning from his book. It's called uh it's called so the book is called Becoming Supernatural, but the specific meditation is called um uh, uh Blessing the Energy Centers. 
Mm. So we got these energy centers in our body, which are known as the chakras. Okay. Right? And so basically through that meditation, you're acknowledging all of those one by one and acknowledging each one of the areas that it governs or whatever because they they function as kind of like the brain of this area or the brain of that area. And And is that verbal? Like you say it out loud or you just mentally say this is my... I think whichever. Okay. You you prefer. I I, I said it mentally. Yeah. So I was just acknowledging it mentally. And so, yeah, it just... That meditation is dope to me. And today was one of those days because I was like, man, I got to keep practicing because it's like, yeah, I do get distracted where my mind is gone. Um, And today was one of those days where Mm. I kind of was really into it and was able to like just lose focus of everything that was outside of it. That is a god damn if that's not a good feeling like i one time (laughs) because i did it because i used to do it in the bed yeah because and then i stopped well the bed ain't comfortable that's why another reason why i got to get another bed but um i really had a vision like i really saw stuff and and it felt real yeah and then i got scared and i snapped out of it and so it it spooked me actually that might be when i stopped actually because it was like but I wasn't asleep, but I felt myself falling, yeah. like forward. It wasn't backwards. It was forward. <laughs> and I was laying down. I said, uh, yeah. I'm finna, I'm skipping the fucking ranges. I'm, am I in the universe? So no, it scared sure. me. But yeah, yeah for sure. that, that, that. You should try it again, man. Yeah, I should. You got new, so sometimes we have different mental states. You know what I mean? Sometimes we have a place where we scare, and then sometimes like we grow out of that. And then forget that we was doing something that could have took us to a whole Man, nother level whole on a spiritual realm, bro. Like, one of the things that I'm in tune with that a lot of people might be scared of is uh, seeing people that I've, I've loved or um, my relatives that has passed in my sleep. A lot of people scared that of that. I embrace it, bro. Like, so I've seen my mom twice. I've seen her, I've seen her like a week ago in my dream. Mm. Um, I seen like a couple people that that I've known here from Richmond that passed away in my dreams. Like, not not a couple, like at least four. People. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, people yeah. come to me in my dreams, and so we when so when you say that you're saying that they really so y'all talk. So I've had dreams of p- people from my past. Uh-huh. Some not even dead. It's just it's more of a scene though for me. Like I see yeah. them. I like oh yeah, I saw my uncle. Uh, Home, exactly. doing doing farming, not home exactly. work, but farming work. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to edit that. Okay. Um, but I saw because uh, that's what I saw him. Yeah. I saw him, and I felt like we were in Louisiana. Yeah. I only been to Louisiana when I was one, so I I know I don't know Louisiana. So hmm. I felt it was Louisiana, and I saw him, and he, you know, he was just doing what he just do. doing what he was doing, and I was like, man, you happy or something? I said, yeah. but. I, I don't think I was, I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. See, and once but you started to turn it, to me, though, if he'd have said something, if he'd have turned to me and said, <laughs> why did I tell you I'm dead? I'm like, oh, I'm scared now. Uh, so, so when these people come to you, what is it? It's just really just. We chopping it up like they never really? left. So most of them, yeah. So, all right, boom. So when I see my mom the other day, it was, uh, I had just had a conversation with my therapist the night, the day before I went that night right? mm. and we was talking about um she told me she said you miss your mother and you miss the way that she showed up and the kind of love that she gave you 
right? To the point where you're expecting for unconditional love to look the exact same way from other people, right? And that was something that I had to learn through therapy as well is that unconditional love looks different from different people. Um, And so from that conversation, when I had that dream, it was similar to the last time I seen her. The same thing we said was the same thing we said in the dream. Oh, okay. Was I love you and I love you too. But in this dream, I crawled in the bed and I laid on her lap and I started crying. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I needed that. So when I woke up, I was still crying. But it wasn't like a sad cry. It was a joyous cry that she came. That's good, though. And I appreciate it. Because that would, that would set off your whole week as a good thing. So shit, huh? Yeah, why would anybody be scared of that? Right. And so yeah, when I whenever I have dreams about folks, we we chilling. The uh, I be trying because it's it's messages in each dream, but it's like sometimes I can't always get the dream. But yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. always get the message. But one time it was me and one of the one of my partners. Right, we was sitting in the car in the dream. We were sitting in the car with each other, but he was in the car that we was in, but he was also in this other car that we was watching. In the car that we was watching that he was in, it turned down the street that wasn't really there in real life. And so I was just like, that's a message, but I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Yeah, Maybe it'll come, because you didn't forget it. Yeah. So it, it, it still has time to... to, to yeah. So maybe it'll come up. Yeah. But uh, one of the things, though, is just like messages come from everywhere. So we just have to be aware of the things that we ask in prayer or in meditation and then when we walk in through life, we just got to be aware because I've received messages from watching films. I'm like, oh, shit. You have been watching the How Do You Do You with the extraordinary guest, TJ Sykes, author, candy maker, uh, mentor. Uh, check him out. 